0: Hey ladies, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Trisha Stefankowitz, and I am very happy to have you here. Before we start the episode, which is going to talk a lot about feelings, I want to remind you that I have a freebie that you can grab, five simple things you can do today to keep yourself healthy for tomorrow. As we age, our health and our well-being becomes a bigger focus in our lives, and you may be worried that it's too late, but it's not. So grab that freebie and discover some health changes that you can make today to preserve your health for tomorrow. You can find the link in the show notes. On our episode today, I wanted to start talking about feelings. I really feelings and this idea of emotional regulation which I know you're like what what is it because I think I was like that too so emotional regulation is a person's like ability to control regulate or manage how you respond to something that's emotional to you And I started looking into this idea of emotional regulation when I was trying to figure out how to manage some of the feelings that my son was having. And as I'm looking it up, you know, I never even think that like, perhaps like, oh, maybe this is something that I, that I need help with too. But then it started like this topic when I would talk about my son to my therapist came up that. I also was having a hard time dealing with certain emotions that felt like very big and overwhelming and not knowing really where to put those emotions or what to do with those emotions. Um, You know, you may have grown up like me in a loving household, but maybe you didn't talk a lot about feelings and how you were feeling just kind of like went under the radar or when you had all those feelings that came up, it was, you know, you kind of developed strategies to, um, to like manage them, or maybe you didn't really manage them. You just kind of like, you just kind of put them, you know, just kind of shove them down. Um, and so then as an adult, it, for me anyway, became really hard to identify which feelings I was having and then what the consequence was for that. The reason why I think this is important, you know, as I'm digging into this research for my child, I realized that this probably is a big, bigger health. Um, it has more of a bigger health burden and that it impacts us all right. Um, when it comes to our health and eating specifically, you may find yourself coping in the same way that I was. Remember I started this podcast as a way to help me on my own journey into being more mindful about my health, wellness, and self-care. And so when I feel like I'm learning some things or some things that I think will be helpful, I want to share them with you because perhaps you find yourself in the same position and maybe you're not even conscious of it, but it's something that is kind of taking a control of your health. I think a lot of women are pretty knowledgeable when it comes to health and to health changes. And yet it's so hard to make the health changes that you really desire. So we know that it's not so simple as you just say it and you're going to follow through and do it. There's a lot of emotional things that are part of making the health changes, And even though I am not a therapist and I am not a mental health professional, I do believe that you may need a mental health professional to help you along um, if you are having difficulty expressing or even acknowledging your feelings. So I'm going to talk a little bit about this today and again, reminding you that I am not a mental health professional, but I want to kind of take this in a way that this emotional dysregulation is... And how it can influence our health, wellness, and self-care goals. So since we talked, we've talked about like some of these topics on previous podcasts, when we're talking about like the emotions that we have, the thoughts that we have, and how those influence our behavior. And here it's going to be your health, wellness, and self-care behavior. But just to kind of remind you, like, cause this episode's going to go a little bit deeper that emotional regulation we we just talked about was the ability for you to control um or like manage or just kind of like how you navigate going through an experience of having a lot of emotions emotional dysregulation is used to describe an idea that maybe you're having a hard time using strategies that are helpful to you to diffuse or to really like figure out the negative emotions um, that you could be feeling. You know, I, I think a lot of the emotions here or like a lot of the emotions that are expressed are things like that women may feel like overwhelm, um, negative emotions and that All of this, like any of this emotional regulation can be linked to positive emotions and negative emotions too. I, when I was doing this, I based this, some of this content, and again, it's adapted, um, to health, wellness, and self-care behaviors, but some of the information was found on parenting, um, was based on like parenting and emotional regulation in children. So I left two, um, two, two references in the show notes. One is from Cornell and the other one is from Berkeley, um, the Berkeley wellbeing Institute. And so essentially what, how this will impact you is this idea of that our emotions, our thoughts and our behaviors are all linked together. And so our thoughts are like the things that trigger the emotional event. Like what is the thing that you're having or what is the situation that put you in this place that now you're having a lot of emotions and the emotions are like, what emotions are you feeling? Are you feeling positive emotions? Like you're really excited. Are you feeling negative emotions? Like You're so overwhelmed, you're uncomfortable, you're frustrated. I have a lot of emotions around shame. Um, So perhaps you do too. Um, Maybe that you don't feel worthy enough or you're not enough. But the idea is that the emotions are like so much, they come like flooding in and you just have this like strong desire to get rid of them and you don't want to feel those emotions anymore. Has that ever happened to you? Because then what typically happens, then you get into this vicious cycle of all these emotions. So it might start with shame and then you're telling yourself a story and then, you know, it just, it, 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 it just kind of, it becomes a vicious cycle that is never ending. And some of it can be triggered or some of the emotions can be triggered by like past experiences and it's just stuff you're telling yourself. It's probably not even true and then based on the thought that you originally had the emotions that you're feeling then becomes the behavior and that's like what you're going to do as a result and so why I talk about this when it comes to our whole health is that when we're dealing with our our thoughts, our emotions and behaviors having emotional dysregulation. So having all these like floods of feelings that there's nothing to do with it can lead to you not getting to a place that you're able to achieve your health goals because you don't really have like an outlet for these emotions. You may not have an outlet. You may not be able to express them. You may not be able to even pinpoint what those emotions are. When I first started therapy, it was very hard. And even sometimes it still is to really identify the feeling that I'm having and I can keep talking and talking about it, but then the actual event, but then like, it's very hard for me to like navigate, like what, what is, what am I feeling? And so that's why I talk a lot about like, I do think working with a mental health professional, especially if you've had especially if it's impacting your life, can always be really helpful because some of the strategies that we do to help utilize and manage our feelings or all these emotions that are flooding in that are very overwhelming can result in us doing behaviors that are going to take us away from our health goals. So I think a lot of times it's like, oh, I'm so bad. I did this or I thought this or I'm not motivated enough. But if you really dig in a little bit deeper, I suspect there is some, um, there's some regulation or some emotional dysregulation maybe going on, perhaps again, I'm not a, a mental health professional. But we all have these like strategies that we utilize to help manage our feelings or to manage the emotions that we're very uncomfortable with, whether they're positive or negative emotions. Some of the ones that I see when it comes to health, which is why I wanted to talk about this topic today, is this like eating. So you're eating. you know, maybe you're eating as like a way to comfort yourself. I do that when I feel some shame, um, or like you just feel like so many emotions, you don't know what to do. And eating becomes a way that you can find yourself and have that comfort. Um, but it, it probably only lasts very short term. Same thing with alcohol, right? As I did in a whole podcast episode last week on alcohol and the negative consequences of it, or just what the newest data is, but Again, it's a short-term behavior. You have all these feelings, and you don't know what to do with them, and so drinking alcohol or doing drugs, whatever it is, your you know your choice. You could also there's a lot of different things. It can be sex. It can be um, compulsive, you know, compulsive shopping, anything like that that's going to like help you manage those emotions. It can be like too much like social media or watching tv or doing something that is distracting you but it feels good in that moment and what's interesting is in some of these in those two articles that I referenced that are in the show notes it talks about the difference between men and women when they're in a place that they're feeling all these feelings that women really tend to ruminate about it and so The goal here is to figure out how to help yourself when you're in these big feelings that may be really overwhelming to you and how to recover from these feelings. Um, You know, again, when you're in these emotions and these, they feel so big, it's putting yourself in a position that you're able to like kind of work through that and be able to manage those feelings. Where I think a lot of us, at least for me anyway, the emotion feels so big and I don't really know what to do because that desire is so intense. So first I want to kind of give you an example of what this looks like when we're talking about the thoughts and the behaviors and all that kind of stuff. The thoughts, the behaviors, and emotion. And in one of these um i think in one of these in the show notes it talks first about like the thought so to give you an example so the first thing was that somebody had a thought right so it was that if i can remember correctly it was like at work they got in trouble because their boss said something to them that maybe they weren't um doing enough or not doing it in the way that you know that they had wanted them to do it and so the next feeling that the, you know, that could be was like, you're, you feel like, oh my God, I'm so dumb. I feel such shame. I can't believe I did that. And then the behavior is probably going to be based on something like that. So the behavior may be like, um, you know, I'm going to eat a piece of cake. I'm going to go to the bar and hang out with my friends. It can be anything, And so then you're in this cycle, right, of like, then you go back to like the actual thought that triggered the problem, the emotions, and then you are trying to cope with it. But maybe the way that you cope with it is doing something that may not take you in line with what your health behaviors are. So instead of like, you know, having those thoughts, how to go and manage those feelings, or really the behavior so that you don't continue to keep this vicious cycle going. Cause once you're doing the behaviors, they're only short term. Right. And then in the long term, you probably are like, Oh my gosh, that wasn't helpful. And then it then re triggers like the emotions of like, why did I do that? And it just keeps you in this like shame cycle or just a cycle of doing the same behavior. I think a lot of times we get so like, I think a lot of times with nutrition, it's very oversimplified, like, oh, you're not doing your health changes because you're lazy or you're unmotivated or just something, but it's so much bigger than that. I believe that emotions play such a big part in it because I believe that our actions and our behaviors or lack of behaviors is is a result of the things that we think about ourselves, Um, based on our past experiences, based on stuff that probably isn't true, based on all these emotions that we, maybe we don't know that we have or that we're stifling down or that they just feel really too big for us to manage. And so how do we kind of break this cycle, right? Like how do we, how to, how do we recover from these feelings or at least be able to manage them a little bit better than maybe we're doing now? So the first thing, it sounds like, again, I'm not a mental health professional, I just want to keep saying that because I want to give you this information and again, giving it to you from a health perspective, but knowing that, you know, if you feel like this is something that is, that is that is happening to you definitely seek out a mental health professional to help you this is how I've been able to kind of see a little bit more what my behaviors are and I think also healing my relationship with food is by speaking to somebody who can help me kind of differentiate that and kind of let me know some of the feelings that I'm carrying around that otherwise I don't know that I would ever know I would just keep shh You know, feeling uncomfortable and then just shoving them down or managing the best that I knew or maybe how I've been doing for the last 40 years and never changing it. But the goal is to change it so that it feels like it's much more manageable for you. And so that can also help improve your relationship with food and with your body and help you achieve the health goals that you really desire. So, in creating awareness, Again, I'm referencing these two articles that they really talk about identifying the feelings that are the hardest for you to manage. And these can be like good feelings and bad feelings, right? Um, anxiety is a really big one for me. It feels very big and it doesn't feel like it's very, it just feels hard to, it feels too big to be able to sit in my body. Maybe that's, um, an emotion that you feel too maybe you feel discomfort or maybe you feel joy. You know, sometimes I think joy and anxiety all get kind of lumped together for me. And it's very hard for me to like manage that too. Maybe you feel shame. Maybe you feel fear. Maybe you're really just walking around feeling bad about something and you don't really know what that is. And so it's trying to figure out like, which one is easier for you to manage? Like, If you are feeling some discomfort, is that an easier feeling for you to, how do you navigate that? And then try to figure out which one is hardest for you to manage. The one that's kind of like the genie in the bottle that once it's out or once you're feeling it, it feels like it takes extra human strength to put it back in the bottle. And then kind of looking at like some of the things that help you calm down and what helps you soothe yourself. And so in some of these, they give like examples of like, um, and again, some of the articles are parenting, like, like, and related to kids. And they talk about like, you know, if a, if a child is feeling one way and the emotion isn't that strong, maybe they'll go and they'll go for a walk and it helps like alleviate those symptoms. But then it's, but then the child may not know that like If they're feeling this profound shame that going and taking a walk will probably help them too, because those feelings feel so big, they don't know what to do with it. And so that's why I think it's kind of just trying to figure out like what can calm you, what can soothe you and trying to figure out a way that you can manage that with the bigger feelings too, not with just with the smaller feelings. And I think I did, I did a podcast episode a couple episodes ago within the last five episodes that I was talking about, like, that if I were going to do a nutrition program today, what I would recommend. And there's always a part in there that I talk about movement And I talk about movement in a way of like, I talked about movement and sleep, and I talked about it in a way of like, not like you have to go to the gym and torture yourself and like beat yourself up for what you ate, but really as a way to cope that you have something that you're able to just move your body a, because it feels good. It's whatever you like, but it's, it's really had to help soothe you and to help cope. And so some of the behaviors that may help you manage these emotions are doing such a thing, like moving, walking, just kind of getting out of your element and just being able to like channel those emotions into a walk. For some people, it's sleeping, you know, for some people, there's so much emotional exertion that is um, exhibited with all these big feelings that, I don't know if you've ever felt that way where you're just like emotionally exhausted. Like maybe you had a terrible day at work and even though it wasn't like physical, you just feel emotionally drained. And so for you, maybe in that instance, because you have all those feelings and they feel like you don't know what to do with them or you're just kind of done thinking about them for the night. Maybe sleeping is something that will help you manage those emotions because it'll kind of reset your brain and allow you to just rest and heal and then revisit it. Whatever is, whatever emotions you're feeling the next day, probably when you're feeling more rested and your emotions may be a little bit different. They also talk about like meditation and journaling, which are all really good things to do. Um, you know, keeping a gratitude journal. Sometimes they say like, like revisiting or redirecting those emotions into gratitude, maybe something that is um, better and helps you kind of navigate those big feelings that you're having. And then, you know, also like kind of you know, listening to your body and what your body's telling you. Is there something that you need? Is there some kind of food that it needs? Is there some kind of nourishment that may help with the emotions? And I'm not talking about like how to cope with it and eat like a sleeve of like, you know, Oreos. I'm talking about a way that you feel like you can have a little bit more control. um, If that's even something like for me, eating better isn't really an option for me. It's like, I just usually need to like move a little bit and just kind of rest and just like channel my energy, maybe into journaling, which I find to be really difficult when you have a lot of big emotions, but certainly I think it can be super duper helpful and probably one of the most helpful things. And then, of course, seeking out a mental health professional because that's what they're trained to do and they can help you develop strategies unique to you in managing those emotions. Maybe even helping you identify what the emotions are and kind of like getting them out, trying to get to the root of it and helping redirect you to, um, to an emotion or to a behavior that may impact your life in a better way. The second thing is redirecting or the last thing. So the first is like just creating awareness to how you're feeling and trying to figure out what soothes you, what has worked when you have a lot of different emotions, what hasn't worked. And then the last thing is really like redirecting your thoughts. Um, and so starting with the original thought, cause remember it starts with the actual thought, right? So the thought is like, oh gosh, I am having such a bad day at work, or I'm so dumb, or blah, blah, blah. And then the emotion is the shame or the discomfort or whatever it is, and then the behavior. So the thought is, or the idea is to get to the actual thought. So get to the where the whole like sequence starts, which is at the thought, and try to really, you know, change that thought or um Or redirect or refocus that thought, so then the emotion is different, so that you can change the emotion, or at least the emotion may feel a little bit more manageable and so that 's what kind of the article was saying that it 's probably easier to change the thought or to challenge the thought than it is to actually challenge the emotion because once you 're actually feeling the emotion, if you 're he- feeling like hurt or overwhelm or shame, it may be really hard to change that emotion. So if you were able to go back up to the previous step, which is the actual thought, and try to redirect yourself. So like, gosh, my boss yelled at me, blah, 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 maybe changing that to be like, all right, I, th- I believe that I did what was right, or maybe that I had nothing to do with you. And so of course, if you look at that, as opposed to my boss yelled at me, the emotion that would trigger from each of those may be really different. And so the idea is to refocus the thought and redirect it into a way that can better help manage the feelings that you're having. They also talk about like this idea of saying positive words to yourself. So just like saying things that are like really positive, like have like keywords that feel good to you and that feel positive to you and kind of start saying those things when you're feeling some of the thoughts or the emotions. And perhaps that helps you like retrain or redirect your brain into focusing on some of the positive things as opposed to the negative things. So how you manage all of this, like how you manage this idea of all these big feelings is going to vary according to what your past has looked like, how much work you've done on, um, breaking apart any of the limiting beliefs that you have. And so of course, and as usual, when it comes to whole health, there is not a one size fits all fits all solution. And so what I would say to you is just like kind of create and kind of see if this is a behavior that you do, um, and just to see like how it impacts, some of what, you know, how it impacts your health goals. I suspect you all kind of have an idea. Like I always had like an idea. I, I wasn't like ever as big and, and digging in deep, but I kind of knew like, Oh, I'm doing this because of that feeling. And I don't really want to feel it. And I don't even really want to think about it. So for you today, I would say, what's the one thing that you can do just to kind of create a little bit more awareness in what you're feeling? Um, You know, with all of this, it's just taking one little step and just learning from that step and then practicing that step over and over again until you feel like you have a little bit more resources or tools to help yourself so that you can get to a place that you are changing your beliefs about yourself. And then hopefully that then trickles down into the behavior that you do when it comes to having the whole health that you desire. And by the way, you deserve working with a licensed mental health professional like i do can help you with strategies that may be more specific and more beneficial for you to utilize so as always i would say pick one thing one action step today no matter how small it is it may be for you it's just being like okay what are the emotions that feel really big for me that make it really hard for me to handle and trying to figure out like when you feel that way Or maybe you even just talk to your therapist the next time you, you know, you speak to them and kind of dig dive a little bit deeper into that. Or maybe your step today is just start to acknowledge or start to really pay attention to see if you have any really big emotions. Um, Again, I think we grew up in a different era of of the way, you know, kids are spoken to today and the information that is out there with social media, um, and the positive resources out there, which sometimes makes it really challenging, I think, to be a parent. But at the same time, you know, like, I think we can learn from this, right? There's all these resources out there. And so we can use them for ourselves. We don't have to just use them for kids too. And that we're deserving to be able to kind of tap into our feelings and the emotions that we have, especially if it's preventing us from meeting or doing what we really want when it comes to our behavior, when it comes to making health changes. So I hope you guys have a great day. Thanks so much for listening. And if you wanted to grab the freebie or if you wanted to check out any of the show notes or any of the articles that I'm referencing, please go into the show notes and, um, and click on those links. Have a great week. And I will see you guys back here next week.